Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Splendiferous episode of Take the Black Live, the only show on the internet where we dare to talk about the topics that the lamestream media doesn't want you to know. Stuff like TV, <laughs> movies, fantasy, sci-fi, dragons, lasers, and such things as this. I am Dan Salaki, the editor of WinterIsComing.net, and I am here with Daniel Roman, the other editor of WinterIsComing.net. Daniel, banter, banter, banter. Banter, banter, banter. Uh, how are you? Well, you you just passed it to me. I can't ask you how you're doing quite yet, but we have an exciting show planned for you guys <laughs> filled with all the most important news. Gosh, I was going to say of the week, but we actually have, have had important news this week. So we'll say the most important entertainment news of our lives right now. Uh, so now, Dan, how are you today? Lives. That's really true. Good. Days of our uh, lives, Dragon Edition. I'm back at the office after um, like over a week out just because... Uh, I was gone last at my parents' house, and then I couldn't get back into a rhythm, and I'm finally back here. It's really, really nice. I enjoy it. I like being at the office of, like, up 18, like up seven stories, kind of doing this show from the comfort of my skybox. And hello, everybody out the there. Nice. Hey, Nick, we gotta, I gotta, like, pull, I'll pull these down next time, and we can get some, some, I can some, see some it. good skyscrapers. I can see it in the other window. But it's above screens. It's not. Um, and hello, everybody joining <laughs> us. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Christian. Hello, Kathleen from Orlando. Woo! We love Orlando, Kathleen. Woo! We were there recently. All the fansiders, and we all yes. had a great time. What a great town, Orlando. It's a glorious hey, Christy, place. And of course, hey, Julie. And hello, Martha. I love your little dragon emoji. I'm so old, I don't really know what that is. that an emoji that Martha put, like a little dragon symbol? I don't use emoji, yeah, so I don't course. actually know. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think we can. I think it's safe to call that an emoji. I mean, you can't tell what emotion the dragons got, but I think we can safely say it That's is an emoji. And hello from San Diego as well. And Daniel, what is on the docket today? Uh, Snow, says Julie. Hmm. Snow, Julie, with the premonition, or I guess it's probably in the video title too. But yes, uh, we are going to be talking about some John Snow show updates, uh, some Comic Con updates. And then we're going to be given some first impressions and some third and fourth and fifth impressions on various and sundry television shows. So it should be a good <laughs> time. It. What a nice summary. All right, Daniel, why don't you start it off? What is the big Game of Thrones size news of the past seven days? Yeah. So the biggest Game of Thrones news or uh, particular to the Jon Snow show are Which is a thing. Uh, all of these things love to drop the day after our podcast airs. So, of course, we, we have some stuff from Friday, uh, some some stuff from more recent than that. But George R. R. Martin has weighed in on the Jon Snow show. Amelia Clark and Maisie Williams, uh, Daenerys and Arya, have both weighed in on the Jon Snow show. So we're going to... Gwendolyn Christie guys chimed in, in, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gwendolyn Christie chimed in, too. They all said they will be on it. Just kidding. None of them <laughs> said that. Not, not even George. But we did get the working title 
and emphasis on the working title here because the internet being the internet, uh, lots of people are raging about how awful this title is. But it's I've seen I've seen some people talking about how stupid the title is, but it, it's it's a working. It's not the actual title of the show. It's just they're working on it. So huge twist here. The title of the Jon Snow show working uh-huh. title is Snow. Sure. That's okay. the most important. That, that's that's the show. That'll there do. <laughs> what will it actually yeah. be called? Do you think when it comes out, like um, John Snow, Legend of the Seeker, or uh, John oh, Snow? No. <laughs> just oh, stupid no. someone else. John Snow, Hammer of the North, something like that. Oh, Hammer of the King, the King, King in the North, Game of yeah. Thrones, King in the North. Why not? Game, uh, Game of Thrones. Ice, yeah, ice, know. cold, John and cold, Ghost and snow, friends. snow, everywhere. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but yes, it sounds yeah. fine. That's fine with me for now. I mean, yeah. one of the big things was was that George R. R. Martin commented at all because he was kind of silent for a minute yes. after this was announced that they are in development, not beyond the walls, obviously a good one. Yes, you, you guys, Nicole and Julie. Yeah. So this news of the Jon Snow show leaked and it was a leak as he confirmed. And I was yes. kind of waiting to see if he'd say anything at all because, uh, I mean, it's a leak. How do you respond to that? But- in his yeah. George R. R. Martin-esque fashion, he, of course, wrote a mini little novella on his blog about all things Jon Snow show and revealed quite a few juicy details, including the whole snow moniker. Yeah, I was surprised at how much he talked about it for you. You know, he like you said, he did confirm it was a leak. He confirmed the leak was not him. Yeah, I kind of wondered if he was covering his own bases there, but he, he kind of recounted. Did he confirm that it was a leak? He complimented the Hollywood reporter, reporter James Hibbard for leaking it so um, elegantly and responsibly, not like those filthy bloggers who twist his words in headlines. Don't know who he could be talking about. Not a clue. But, you know, George R. Martin, just um, he's a writer. He he writes. He sits down and he writes and just emotions come out. And I really did like his little uh, discussions about what good and bad journalism were in that segment. Yeah, I enjoyed that, too. I wonder if he reads. He has opinions. You know, I I remember seeing way. I don't know if he does anymore. I know when the show started, he did, because I remember seeing him yes. mention Wick on his blog once many, many, many years ago. He, he, yeah, he, 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 he yeah, it, it, it was years ago. He has. Um, I wonder. And, you know, maybe we'll ask him sometime. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we get the chance to. But he so talking about this show, he confirmed a few important details. One is something that Amelia Clark said first, which is that this show was Kit Harrington's idea. That's George confirmed that. It, it was Kit Harrington's idea. He pitched this show to HBO and to George R. R. Martin. He has a team of writers that he's working with to develop mm-hmm. it. Like he so found himself. Like the, he found the showrunner yeah, and the yes. writers going to work with. Yeah. Yeah. George says this is Kit's team that he brought in to develop this show. Let us. So I, I'm going to ask you this, Dan. I want to ask yeah. everybody in the comments this too. Does it make you more excited for this show knowing that it was Kit Harrington's idea? Yes, it does. I am more excited for this show because of Cameron's idea. By the way, we got some good title suggestions in the YouTube. Two Minute of Dire Wolf. That's not bad at all. Two Minute of Dire Wolf. Ah, nice. Uh, yeah, John Lord of Bounds. It, it does. It makes me feel more excited because whenever I hear of a new spinoff of pretty much any Hollywood industrial complex uh, franchise, whether it be Star Wars, Marvel, Game of Thrones, whatever, I always worry that it's a bunch of people in a mm-hmm. boardroom looking at the stats and thinking like, okay, we can really hit this target like this. And I worry there's not going to be any like juice or like human emotion in it. Totally. So 
it does make me feel a little better. I'm not saying it, 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 I'm not saying like it'd be great. I'm just saying that it makes you feel better that someone this close to <laughs> Christie's a funny comment. Uh, that someone this close to yeah. the show and to the <laughs> character came up with the idea. And because I have faith that he cares about it. Like he spent all this time with yeah. it, he spent all these years with it. And I can picture him like just going home to Rose Leslie or whatever and being like, you know what I thought about today when I was uh, on the set? What if Jon Snow did this? What if Jon Snow did that? What if other? And he's like, you just gotta yeah. write it down in the screenplay, love, and just submit it to HBO. <laughs> and because like I have thoughts like that, I I get like ideas, yeah. and if I if if I could pitch studio, I would. So I yes, I think that bodes well because I think that indicates there is actually some like passion behind it. It's not made by committee; it's made by the guy who would be starring and producing it. Yeah, you know he's not going to phone in anything for Jon yes. Snow. Like he like felt he there cares. was more to explore with the character. And it seems like so George R. R. Martin, you know, he is always has to be really careful when he talks about this stuff. He didn't really give an opinion <laughs> on whether he thinks it's a good idea or a horrible idea or anything like that. Aside from to just compliment how great Kit Harrington's team and their commitment is to for doing her. it. And basically revealed that they all came out to visit him in Santa Fe. They knocked around ideas to kind of get mm. the the premise of the show in into shape. So, yeah, I'm more excited for it, knowing that Kit Harrington is attached to, you know, Tony. Tony has a great comment about this, that he's more excited to Kit was so in tune with his character. Mm-hmm. And you point. saw how invested he was with the character story arc and a lot of the behind the scenes footage. So I believe he'd be great. Yeah, and exactly. yeah, that that is yeah, totally. He he really did feel like, you know, there are some there were so many amazing characters and actors on that show, but there are some who feel like they were like pillars of it. And Kit Harrington as Jon Snow was mm-hmm. one of those yeah. to me. He was a pillar, no doubt. It's also in terms of like I hope that there's a strong character study element to this if they actually go through with it and like they really explore his character. But if they want to do action, Kit Harrington's kind of like the action person on Game of Thrones. That's who, true. He was in like, Battle of the Bastards. He was in Hard Home. He was in The Long Night. He 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 does action good. Yeah, he kind of was like their test guinea pig for their big action set pieces with that season four uh, Watchers on the Wall oh, one right, too. Right, right. Um, so like right from the beginning, kind of as they were experimenting with the bigger battles and following specific characters, he was kind of in it. So, yeah, I think I don't know. Fingers crossed. You know, George R. R. Martin also reminded us as much as he would love for all four live action spinoffs. That's 10,000 ships, Sea Snake, Duncan Egg and this Jon Snow show. As much as he'd love to see them all, it, that's not the way it, it usually works. Uh, so the chances of all four making it to air are not very good because the TV industry. And thank God, because I mean, like, I don't want yeah. too much on there, even if they're all actually good developments. I, 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 I don't think it'd be good. You know, honestly, I feel like now that Marvel has so many shows on the air and Star Wars has so many shows on the air, I feel like even people who aren't me are getting a little bit fatigued um, and kind of setting in to a little bit. Just <laughs> it, it, it doesn't really feel very special. Um, so yeah. even if they have a ton of good ideas, I hope they keep it streamlined. And so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Same. What's his idea? I have a gavel. I, I found this. What do you uh, think? Gavel adds happen? a lot. Yeah, there's a little thing here too. I think this is on like a the uh, the the sport and order show. Which you should all watch if it's on. No. Nice. Man, yeah. I, let us know in the comments what you think. Um, yeah. 
Leo has, says, I have an idea. Snow should meet Drogon again. And mm-hmm. I think one thing I am most curious about and least sure about. So like my gut in- instinct is, oh, it'll be Jon Snow having some mm-hmm. kind of adventures behind beyond the wall. Um, but, you know, the last season delved pretty far into the idea that Jon is a Targaryen. We had some really cool sure. shots where you saw like Jon and Danny, and it's like, oh, this is the end of House Targaryen. These two characters. I hope that if they're going to do a Jon Snow spinoff, they spend some time examining both sides of his lineage. Stark side being in the north and also what it means that he's the last living Targaryen and there's just a dragon out there somewhere. Those are interesting questions to me. Yeah. What about you? Then, I mean, then I get nervous about I don't, I just don't know. I really don't. I, I don't know what he could have been. Yeah. What, what he came up with, but hopefully it's good. I, I do think that I think it's Christy has a good point that at this point, if the show doesn't happen, fans will riot. I mean, which is, you know, an internet sane yeah. euphemism. But um, I mean, if you quietly canceled 10,000 ships, I don't think you'd have much blowback. No one else put it anyway. But yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's going to be hard to have news of a Kit Harrington does Jon Snow again show out there to, than to not do yep. it. That'll be a little um, more of a, a thing. But yeah. It has a level of of hype and buzz Mm -hmm. that the other spinoffs haven't, aside from House of the Dragon, because that's actually happening. None of the other spinoffs have had this level of of buzz and kind of excitement, I think. So, yeah, I agree. There will be riots, hopefully. There are never actually riots. I mean, as much (laughs) as like the phrase, if if blank happens, we riot. You never, no one's ever rioted. I never rioted for this. You never rioted. No one out there's ever rioted That's over fair. this. If Steve dies in Stranger Things and there are actually riots, I will be impressed. But <laughs> I, I don't think there will be. We haven't seen Stranger Things. All right. That's not a spoiler. We, we have not. We, we can't spoil it. But that is a prevailing theory. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll see if there are riots if it happens. So yeah, that's yeah. the main Jon Snow news. Uh, the other thing he just confirmed was that this spinoff is not new. It has been in development yeah. just as long as the rest of them. That surprised that. me because yeah, they kept they it on the down low for so long. Uh huh. Because they knew. Because they knew what Chrissy knows that if it gets <laughs> out and they don't go through with it, it will. Th- there will be metaphorical Twitter internet riots. So they kept it a secret because yeah. they didn't want to have to disappoint people if they end up canceling it. That's my theory. And then, yeah. you know, uh, journalistic paragon James Hibbard got a hold of it. Uh, the perfect, perfect, perfect 10 man James Hibbard. And he leaked it. <laughs> and then they have to deal with this. That's that's my theory of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So that's I, about it. I think. I mean, like, uh, go on, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. That, I mean, that's really the main news. I see some people talking about other characters they'd like to see. I'd love mm-hmm. to see Sam Tarly as well, Martha. Totally agree. And Sydney, if Sansa, that's one thing I did think about. If John is still in the North, maybe there is something with Sansa ruling and wildling still being up there. And who better to help smooth that over than John? But we don't know. We'll see. They're thinking if about there are Arya, riots I'm or sure. if there are wildlings. See, now I'm starting to wonder if when they ask Maisie Williams, like, would you come back? Like, I don't know. Maybe if she's lying, too, because we know that we know this cast can lie. Ooh. So who knows? We do. We got to get Sophie Turner on the press trail for whatever she's doing now and start asking her irritating questions about um, would would you come back? Yeah, I'm sure it'll happen sooner or later. Yeah. She said she's very excited for this Jon Snow show. So we'll and yes, see. Everyone, Julie and LCH, Jeremy, Sam and Tormund are obviously, I mean, and Tormund and Ghost are just like the 
the the doys, yeah. the does. You got to have it or why make it at all? I'm sure they'll be. And if they're not, we'll riot. If they're yeah. not, we're going to riot. I'm saying it right here. And I mean it. That's 100%. right. That's and right. Yes, Christy, I believe you're yes. Kit Harrington and Martin have indeed talked about the story. They have. Oh, yeah. He's he's at least in on it. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80 percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink or Arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Speaking of George R. R. Martin, anything in the news with him, Daniel? Yeah, so uh, you folk out on the West Coast in the San Diego area might know about a little thing called San Diego Comic-Con. It happens... Well, I guess it hasn't happened for the past few years, but it is happening in person again this year. And George R.R. R. Martin will be there along with a slew of people attached to House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. HBO is bringing in House of the Dragon to Comic-Con and they are bringing it hard. Dan, are. are you going? No. Um, sorry. Uh, sorry. That <laughs> it should have been. Um, no, I'm not. I don't Fair. think I am. I think Ariba Bouvad is going to go. She's usually our person on the ground. She loves Ooh. this stuff. I've never been. Have you ever been to San Diego Comic Con? I have not. I've been to the New York one, but I have not been cool, to San cool, Diego. Cool, cool, cool. But Chicago Con. I don't know. To like, if Fansider wants to send me and get a hotel um, and just send me for free, <laughs> I'll go and happily, but probably not. But I am excited to see that they're pushing House Dragon this hard. So they've reserved a space in yes. Hall 8, which apparently is like the the prestige, famed. the famed, yeah. infamed um, hall where all the big announcements go down. This is where Marvel reveals that, I don't know, Natalie Portman's going to be Thor again. And this is where um, other big stuff happens, I'm sure. And they're going to have a House yeah. Dragon panel there. Um, there'll be the showrunners. They'll have a ton of the actors on it. George R. R. Martin will be there, which is notable just because whenever he make, I mean, whenever he leaves his house, it's kind of notable because yeah. we wonder about wins a winner. I, I, I don't think he'll make an announcement. It would be quite a coup if he did about that. Yeah. I mostly, I love how hard HBO is promoting the show because they've yeah, got, same. they've got this comic con panel, which again, Senior comic con, it's been gone for three years. It's been digital for three years. It's the first like flesh and blood thing in three years. So it's a big deal to have House yeah. of the Dragon in this prestigious spot. You yes. know, they've released the poster, they released a trailer, they're going to have a thing where you like download a dragon Tamagotchi app and you raise your own dragon egg. And uh, I'm yeah. not sure how to feel about that. But the point is, they're trying, Same. like they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're really trying to get the word out, which bodes well, because it means they believe in the series, which means it could be good, which is happy for me, because I, happiness is tied to whether or not the dragon show is good. That's right. Yeah. They have like a big interactive exhibit there. It's House of the Dragon, the Dragon's Den. It's always hard for me to imagine what that's actually going to be like. I mean, that's the ma- yeah. that's why you have to go is to see what it'll be like. <laughs> but supposedly go. you'll that's you'll awesome. go through a rigorous thing to hash your own dragon egg. And then, like you said, it's a Tamagotchi that lives on your phone. You can't make it Dracarys, your annoying neighbors. It just basically flies around and doesn't actually eat. The big question on my mind about this um, aside from just that it's very cool that people like Martin and Ryan Condal and Miguel Sapochnik mm. will all be there for this. Do we think they're going to show any new footage well, yeah. at this thing? 
Yeah. Yeah, of course. I, think, I mean, you got a hall age. You wouldn't that? You don't come you don't, you don't come empty-handed. The only way they could not <laughs> show the only way they could not show new footage is, is, is if George R. R. Martin brought a completed Winds of Winter manuscript and uh, just showed it and held it up like Simba. He just thumped um, it on the, the Lion King. Yeah. And just showed it. That's the only <laughs> way. Otherwise, they better have. Yeah. They better have new footage. OK. They better have new footage. And, you know, like putting a copy of the House Dragon soundtrack under every seat in the house wouldn't hurt. Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. I, I think we'll see new footage. It, it's right around the corner. This show, like, like listen, li- listen, everyone, this is very important news for your life right now. It is about to be July, July 1st in two days. And like Stranger Things is coming. That's cool. But that also means House of the Dragon comes out the following month. We are almost a month away from House of the Dragon, month and a half. It is exciting. It is gavel worthy. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what comes out of this Comic-Con panel. There will definitely be good stuff. Totally. Yeah, it should be a good time. And, um, you know, it'll be nice in general to have Comic-Con back. Yeah. yeah. I like a good trade show where everyone is is uh, trying to outdo each other with their reveals and floor shows. That's always fun. I miss E3 for that. The video, yeah. old video game thing was always good for that. But at least we have Comic-Con. Yeah. Yes. We've, we've got to take what we can get right now. It's it's nice to see it back in person this year um, and nice to see HBO bringing a Game of Thrones show to famed Hall H. Apparently for the first time, like I, I'm not a second sure about this, but apparently Warner Brothers hadn't been to Comic-Con before or like Warner Brothers Discovery hadn't been. It doesn't make any sense to me, though. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't go too deep, too deep into this because I'm pretty sure I think have, Game but. of Thrones ha- I think I mean I don't know with all the mergers how it's all worked, but I could swear Game of Thrones had had Hall H stuff Me in the past. Too. So I think we should just ignore the past fifteen seconds of discussion, act like it never happened. I shouldn't have brought it up, and ask you okay. how you're enjoying the <laughs> newly debuted no marketing fourth season of Westworld on HBO. <laughs> okay, if, yeah, you know if that's if funny. Pushing House no, of the Dragon. Yeah so hard i didn't see a <laughs> thing for westworld yeah yeah they are pushing they are pushing house of the dragon so hard because they are not pushing westworld <laughs> yeah so my thoughts on westworld season four i think it's a shame they haven't marketed it more actually oh, yeah? i was one of those people who loved the first season mm-hmm. me too I'm with you was was kind of i liked things about the second season i think one of the best episodes in the entire show is in the second season but it kind of got weird kind of lost me at places and then the third season sure. was really weird had some cool ideas the whole it, it's like the cyberpunk Westworlds season and but it yeah. just didn't feel like the same show this season feels mm-hmm. like Westworlds again that's good to is, hear. is kind of the, yeah and I so I actually I've seen the first two the one that came out last Sunday and then the one that's coming out this Sunday and I actually had to go back and rewatch the first couple of episodes of season three to really test whether this was just my survivor's bias thinking oh it's back it must be better or whether it actually <laughs> is better than season three and in my opinion it actually is better um, I think it's you know season three introduced a bunch of new elements out of the Mm -hmm. gate that it was hard to really understand why we should care about and season four feels like it is really digging into the roots of the series it's nodding back to previous stuff a lot more we see some characters like uh we won't get into the nitty nuanced 
sure, spoilervilles for stuff like this, but we do see Ed Harris back this year and he is evil Ed Harris back as the man in black. We won't say anything more, but the actor is back as the man in black. And there are things like that where it's like, okay, we're back in the show. It's funny because Ed Harris has kind of said this too. Like he basically was like, I didn't sign up for the the white uh, clothing loony bin. Gar- like I was here to be an awful black hatted cowboy. I barely remember Thank you that. For, for letting me do it again. I haven't watched it, but apparently we have some good responses. Julie enjoyed it. She thought it was a new character played by Evan Rachel nice. Wood. It's fresh. And yeah, I think uh, Lee LCHM agrees with you. She's one phenomenal kind of downhill from there, which I kind of agreed with. And Leo misses the rest, the Western world. Let me ask you this, Daniel, because I yeah. haven't watched it and I'm, I'm not sure I will. We'll see. It sounds intriguing. Yeah. Does there's it so se- many shows right now. Does it feel like they're setting up an ending this season? Like there's kind of like a thing where we're not really sure if it's going to end or not, but you've watched the first two. How does it feel? What's, 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 what's the vibe check? The vibe is this does not feel like the last season. Okay. And actually the showrunner uh, or one of the showrunners, Lisa Joy, has confirmed that this is not the ending they have envisioned for the show. So okay. they are hoping, knock on wood, to get at least one more season. She said they're, we're not quite at our ending that we always pictured for the show yet. But it does feel like, you know, when stories get late in, in their run, they sure. start to harken back to previous things more and that's it feels like we may not be at the end of westworld but we're nearing the end of westworld nicole says she read a few theories that season four might have occurred before season one so it's actually a prequel i will be that guy who debunks that for you that is definitely not the case the showrunner has confirmed this but it also they say it in the show this season takes place seven years after season three which is an yeah, enormous time isn't jump. aaron paul around and his character he is. caleb he's older and yes. stuff caleb is older uh caleb has a family uh so he a lot has changed they do a good job with the time jump i think uh because westworld has nice. never really done a, a time jump of this scale where it's like mm-hmm. You know, before it was like, oh, the park fell apart. And then we're seeing the immediate aftermath or like a month or two later. Now it's like uh, stuff has happened. The world has changed since Westworld season three in some really interesting ways. I I think the show has always been good at posing big questions about how we interact with technology. And uh, ah, just the Christina storyline. Okay, so Nicole says I should have clarified just Christina. Oh, Christina, they might actually pull something like that. They, 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 they've done it before. They have done something like that before. And I think at this point, we we can't say for sure one way or another. Can't say for sure. I, I don't think so. But Westworld has done crazy stuff before. So, yeah, we'll see what they do with that. Christina, in case for those of you watching don't know, that's Evan Rachel Wood's new character. Mm-hmm. And something is definitely afoot there. Christina is the biggest mystery of the season. Yeah, she has brown hair. She does. <laughs> Again, to keep referencing this one interview I read with the showrunner, she was like, oh yeah, we needed a good actor. We just cast Evan in it again. And, you know, she has different color hair. Maybe no one will notice. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> but yeah, so it, Westworld's good this season. Uh, so far, good. knock on wood, a lot depends on where it's going. I'm going to try and try it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and try it. Because cool. I mean, mostly I, I do... We have a brief break right now in between. Apparently, there yes. are glass phones. 
Are there glass phones on the show? There are. The phones are like little glass tablet. Like I say tablets, there's no edge to it. It's just like a little piece of glass that works like a tablet. The tech has always been very cool in Westworld and especially in the like the real world. They've done a lot of interesting things with like imagining what a slightly futuristic technology society would look like. I respect you're going to give it a shot. Is that what I just heard? I'm going to try. Well, the, the problem isn't desire. It's time. Like, you know, it's the summer. Mm-hmm. I want to go some fun in the sun. And also just so much TV is yeah. on. Although I, I will confess, mostly this past week, I just watched ahead to the end of this season of The Boys. So I have all the screeners. Ooh. And instead of watching like Ms. Marvel, which I'll watch later because I, I, I came in today. I, I, I didn't watch today over lunch. I came in late. There's a whole thing. I watched to the end of The Boys season three. So I saw the episode's going to come out on Friday. I saw the ones going to come out next Friday. And obviously I can't give you any spoilers, but I will say yeah. I was a little disappointed in the finale. I was disappointed. I was a little let down. <sighs> okay. Okay. And that's it's... it though. I really can't say anything else. Okay. Yeah. We can't talk about it, but I'm intrigued by that. It's interesting. I feel like, you know, they got hero gasm out before stranger things airs next this week and sucks all the air out of the room. Um, so it is hard to imagine where they go from there, but we'll have to reserve judge. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Oh yeah. I mean, let's be real. Stranger things is proven remarkably durable season four since it debuted in late yep. May folk have not stopped talking about it. It is hype is very oh. high. I'm sorry. I know I don't like it, Julie, but hype is very high for the new episodes Friday. I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably going to get up really early in the morning to watch them because, A, I want to and B, yep. I have this job. And I do want to <laughs> see them very badly. That's good Good for that show for um, being an original prop product that has really gotten yeah. run up that hill and gotten to the top. Yes. Yes. It has. It has run up that hill to the top, run up that building. Yep. It's done that done that thing Mm -hmm. yeah i man i'm i'm excited for these last two episodes Mm -hmm. i was watching some stuff the other night about how the duffer brothers who are the showrunners for stranger things when they were making the earlier seasons they kept telling netflix look at what hbo is doing with game of thrones we need to take notes (laughs) from that and this season it feels like that's really Really? come to fruition like yeah yeah i thought that was cool like it 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 does it does although i'm again not to have harp on this but that does mean if they notes from Game of Thrones, someone's going to die or multiple are going to die. I hope that you would happens. think Nicole. Uh, weirdly, I don't think either of us have watched the Umbrella Academy. Uh, I'm sorry about I, that. I, I watched the first two seasons. I just haven't gotten around to the third one. There's way too much. I've seen the first two episodes, I think. And it, it is hard. This feels like the one of the first times that I can remember where it's really just like, I can't keep, there are so many shows. Yeah, it, yeah. Like it is our, our job to watch all these shows. And I can't watch all these shows because there are too many of them. There are other shows that I like, you know, I, I just finished Hacks and Barry, neither of which we really cover here because they're not really sci-fi fantasy. But I want to watch those too. Yeah. Like, come on, what am I supposed to do? But um, yeah, definitely going to watch the rest of the boys. Definitely going to get on probably uh, Better Call Saul soon. I'll watch Miss Marvel. I'll keep up with that. And yeah. we'll have lots to talk about later as the Sandman, House of Dragon, Lord of the Rings all comes out. I'm going to watch all of that. And if I can get to the umbrella, I think I think Westworld's up here and then the Umbrella Academy right behind it. I want to get from Westworld, but I'm glad you guys are liking it. Umbrella Academy in the comments. <laughs> yeah, uh, Red, I see someone calling out Resident Evil. Thank you, Richard. Yes, I'm excited for that. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think that's the fair ranking mm-hmm. for me. 
what you just said, Westworld and Umbrella Academy. I like the first two episodes. They're weird. They're wacky. That's the Quirky. show is definitely right in its same kind of lane. I found myself drifting a little bit in the first few episodes. They didn't really grip me as much as I thought they would. With the one, the one exception of, I think they handled Elliot Page's transition storyline. They're doing mm-hmm. a really excellent job with that in that show in a way that I haven't seen many other shows do. So I think it deserves a lot of credit for how it how it's doing that. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a really good job with it. But as a whole, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not enjoying it more than Westworld or The Boys or or any of the I other mean, 10 shows that are on right now, which is the difficult thing when there are so many. But we're going to watch all of them, so don't worry. That's, Matt Smith, that's true. oh, Matt Smith, love your work, is bursting, waiting for House of the Dragon and Non Snow <laughs> along with the boys, Stranger Things. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's it's a good time. And truly up there, you were a little sad about my The Boys um, assessment. It wasn't bad. It's just I thought they would go a little further and they didn't go as far as I wanted them to in the finale. But it's good. It's, it's, it, it, it's a good episode. We'll have to talk about it in more yeah. detail when we get there. Yes, Matt Smith has a normal yes. job. You're an actor. I mean, I don't know. You mean like you're a really big actor. It's not that normal. And you can't keep up, which yes, <laughs> um, I agree. So I think we're actually coming in a little for once, sort of under the wire. Anything else you want to talk about before we get to yeah. our famed Wick News lightning round? Yeah, well, let's, is there anything else we've been watching? Um, the one other show I will mention, because, you know, we're talking about all these shows. I've been watching the Orville and yeah. the Orville is a show that I have I've just kind of been like, yeah, I'll watch it when it's on. This season of the Orville is frankly, I think it's incredible, which I don't say very often. Like it's been, it's been really, really like I'm, I find myself being excited for new episodes. It's so great. Like days before they're, they air. So that one, if you like Star Trek, those kinds of shows, the Orville is really, really worth checking out this season. It's just fantastic. What if I don't like Star Trek? I'm not in a Star Trek, but the way you talk about the Orville makes me want to watch it. Will I enjoy it even if I've never seen really anything sure. Trek? Because I really haven't. Yeah. I mean, the thing with the, it's not like they drop it. There's no need for like need for pre-existing knowledge of Star Trek to appreciate what they're doing on the Orville. It's oh, just harm. that it really started as a Star Trek spoof almost. Yes. So like, their, their uniforms, the fact that they're on this ship flying around, like doing missions very similarly to Star Trek. Like you don't need to have seen any Star Trek to appreciate the Orville. It's just that that those are the tropes they were playing with. Sure, sure, sure. I think it's worth giving a shot. And the third season is just way more cinematic. The special I almost said earlier, the special effects made Mickey Mouse cry bitter tears of resentment. And then I remembered <laughs> Mickey Mouse owns Hulu too. So Mickey Mouse is do. getting the last laugh. But yeah, it's been excellent. Leo agrees. He says Orville rules. So yeah, it sounds really great. And I want to yeah. pick that up and I'm just going to try to cram it into the schedule. All right, Daniel, are you ready? I think so. Is there anything else you've been watching? Did we, did we hit on all the things? This week, not so much. Um, next week, we can talk in some more detail about stuff that's going on. And I usually yeah. watch Miss Marvel over lunch, but I, I, this is a fun story for all of you. I bike into work and then I, I got all the way here and was, <laughs> I forgot my key card to the office. So I, I started to bike back at a house and then a coworker texted me that he was here. So I went back and he let me in, but I lost some time. So something had to go and it was Miss Marvel, um, but I'll watch it later. <laughs> 
Sorry, Miss Marvel. Yeah, I haven't watched today's either. I watched last week's. I'm enjoying it a lot. I think, again, it's another one where I almost feel like with Miss Marvel and with Moon Knight, they're doing such a good job with their representation and how and very giving uh, telling stories with different groups. Um, I'm I'm not loving the actual plot of them, though. That's kind of how I felt about Moon Knight. And it's kind of how I feel about Miss Marvel, too. I feel that. Yeah, just sort of the um, I'm really enjoying like Kamala Khan with her family. And me too. I love the actress. Like she's doing a great job. I love the kind of minutiae of her life and the way we're getting to pack totally. culture and the way she has like her friend group and they have kind of emotional currents going on and her factual family, her older brother, her father, they're all kind of cool characters. And then sort of the interdimensional super baddies show up and I just get a little bored. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, it really started to lose me when it, was introducing like the actual superhero plot of mm-hmm. what her big threat is going to be. But they're very generic that, right you, now, the villains are just kind of like pop in. They seem a little malignant and there's really nothing beyond yep. that yet. Yeah. So jury's out. I, I think, I mean, the show Matt Smith says not watched any Miss Marvel. Is it worth it? If you enjoy Marvel, sure. Not long. Yeah. If you, if you don't like Marvel, it's not going to change your opinion. Most likely. Okay. Are we ready? For the lightning round now. I think so. I, is it is it time to lightning? Lightning round is in session. Okay. The world famous, sorry, uh, Wick That's News awesome. lightning round. We, we need to keep that. We need to keep that. I mean, again, this is like from a different fan-sided show. Oh, Thor, of course. Thor is next week. Oh, that's going to be a big one. We'll see that. Oh, my I mean, gosh. I, 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 I got to see that somewhere or another. Okay. The world-famous Wick News Lightning Round, where we go through a bunch of stories we didn't have time to really get into in the main body of the show and give our 20-second takes on them, going back and forth. Daniel, you arranged this one. So according to the uh, thousand-year-old yes. Wick News Lightning Round rules, you decide whether I ask you first or you ask me first. Okay. Like I'm glad we are tablet. continuing the tradition of our forefathers. <laughs> I will ask you first this time. Okay. Um, so, Dan, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Jody Foster and Callie ah. Reyes will star in True Detective Season 4. I love it. I think it's a great idea. I love uh, True Detective. It's been kind of up and down show, but Jodie Foster, I mean, Jodie Foster is Hollywood royalty. I mean, Science of the Lamb, Taxi Driver, Contact. It's, and she doesn't do a lot of work anymore. So it's really, really cool to see her back in a lead role on a TV show. I don't know as much about uh, Kelly Ray, but she sounds highly recommended. And I, I like True Detective. I like the darkness. I like the, all of it. I'm into it. Cool. Okay. Oh, okay. Here is one definitely for you, Daniel. Um, so Netflix yes. is making a television show based on the video game series Horizon Zero Dawn. Reportedly, it's going to be called Horizon 2074. And it, it will feature um, parallel past and far future timelines. Does this intrigue you? Um, it makes me really nervous. I love the oh, Horizon yeah? Zero Dawn. I love those games. Um, I, I'm intrigued. So the past and present thing, they're going to primarily focus on the past is what the reports are. I think that's an interesting choice because um, that's not where the games are set. So it may be almost more of a companion piece to the games than actually adapting them. Work. I'm playing Elden Ring right now. I went to the TV show about that. All right. (laughs) It's it's just people dying for 50 minutes on repeat. No one ever wins. It will. It'll look great and uh, terrifying. Um, So the Rings of Power 
Amazon's upcoming juggernaut Lord of the Rings prequel. It got a new tagline this past week. Nothing is evil in the beginning. What do you think? It does this make you intrigued? I think that line has a deep tie to J.R.R. Tolkien's cosmology in the Silmarillion. I will now explain it for the next mm. 20 minutes. Um, Tolkien's big on the idea of corruption and the fall and the machine kind of uh, taking over and just like using the, 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 the will to power to corrupt somebody. Um, I like it because I think it indicates they are thinking about the theme, which is high level yeah. stuff. So that's good. Yeah, I totally, totally mm-hmm. agree. Totes, 100%. Um, okay, this is pretty funny. So The Boys is a famously gross show where a man goes up to the urethra and explodes. Um, apparently, <laughs> the show is so kind of out there that it is, it's part of what inspired Amazon to create its own standards and practices division to oversee stuff like what's happening on The Boys set. Yep, yep. I think that's so funny. Um, standards and practices make sure everything is suitable to go on air. Mm-hmm. Amazon didn't have one. And then it got the boys and then it had to make <laughs> one. Um, and obviously they uh, were sweating quite a lot with hero gasm, specifically the octopus scene. They had long conversations about but what honestly, you can and can't show with animals <laughs> on television. And they came down on the correct side of it. I hope, or we'll see what Peter they has to did. Say about it later. Yeah, I, man, I am just waiting because, um, yeah, we can't get into it. PETA gave the boys an award for its octopus a few episodes back. <laughs> I, I'm so curious what they think of the new one. Um, OK, so speaking of we were talking about the Umbrella Academy a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. Dan, the Umbrella Academy showrunner is hoping to end the series with season four. Good call. Sounds about, Bad call. Um, yeah. Medium uh, call? Sounds about right. You, you want to know when you get out and that show ride so high on this like loopy energy i don't know if it's the kind of thing that could really last into like seasons five six seven so i think it'd be i think season four sounds about right you you don't want to outstay your welcome when your whole thing is novelty after novelty after novelty i think we're doing pretty good today dan i think we are in the zone or at least in the zone of the zone all right Another video game one for you, you video game person. Yes. Um, Give me all the game news. See, Dune star, Sex in the City alum, Kyle McLaughlin is joining Amazon Prime Video's uh, Fallout TV show. Twin Peaks. Yeah. You know, I was really nervous when I heard about they were making a Fallout show. It's the Westworld showrunners doing this at Amazon. Um but every time they announce a new casting, I'm like, you know, this person is kind of perfect because um, Fallout, it's not about the characters. It's about the aesthetic of the satirical post-apocalyptic world and finding people who fit that. Cool. Yeah. Um, intrigued. <laughs> um, all Nicole's right. Comment, so, um, just really, really fast. Ooh. Nicole says, uh, that's the right call for Umbrella. I mean, how many apocalypses can you have? I agree, Nicole. It's good yeah. to get out when you're... Um, still riding high and before it gets kind of ridiculous i mean more ridiculous yeah totally totally agree with that it, it is like every season has been a chain reaction of them causing an apocalypse and trying to prevent it how many times can you do that but yeah and then leo leo's giving you a shout out because hero gasm was not all that it was nice but yeah yeah it, it wasn't all that i mean again my i mean i will say i want to say <laughs> what my favorite bit is but i don't want to say it on camera so just, you yeah, know what? That, that's I agree. Fair. That's fair. Let's just move on. Sounds good. Okay. 
So moving on to a much more pious subject, pious because <laughs> this is about the High Sparrow. Jonathan Price, who played the High Sparrow on Game of Thrones, joins Benioff and Weiss's new Netflix mm-hmm. show, The Three Body Problem. He's the third Game of Thrones vet in the cast after Liam Cunningham and John Bradley. You excited very, to very see Jonathan cool. Price in this? Yeah, Jonathan Price is another like a Hollywood legend, like um, back from Brazil. He like is. he's really, 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 really good. He was great as the High Sparrow. I mean, that character could have been boring. He made it like a very textured, deep guy. I liked the High Sparrow uh, a lot because of him. This show is very ambitious. Benioff and Wife's. They're going to do this whole new thing. I'm excited for it. Should be cool. It's original again. So yeah, I'm into it. And I love that there's some family stuff reunion going on. Yeah. Well, yeah we're doing pretty good. All right. Oh, here's yeah, a juicy one. Uh, Daniel. So the television show Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi was originally planned as a movie trilogy. And the limited series we just watched only covered the events of the first film. Um, what is yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, so Obi-Wan Kenobi was planned as a trilogy and then Solo tanked at the box office and they pulled the plug on their plans to make the Obi-Wan trilogy. Um, So this means they already kind of have outlines for where they would go next. Um, And part of it is him accepting his own mortality because that's where he eventually ends up in A New Hope. All right, Dan, this one just came in today. Season three of Jason Momoa's post-apocalyptic drama (laughs) C on Apple TV plus will be its last. I assume some people are watching this, but I haven't met them. Um, You know, the show where Jason Momoa is a blind tribal chieftain in a far future where nobody can see except a few people. And they're very important. Um, It always looked cool. I never watched it. I think we're going to try to cover it for this final season because I don't know. It had a good run. Let's. Gotta go off the bang. Yeah. 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 I've been, it's one I've always been curious about. Curious is a good word. Nicole likes it. Original and creative, which it does look original and creative. Oh, nice. And finally, Daniel, an episode of okay. the Orville that was going to be shot, but then they had to just lose it because of COVID delays is going to be released as a novella that Seth MacFarlane himself wrote uh, next month. Yeah, I think that's really exciting. Um, you know, it's always a toss up when you hear that a TV mm-hmm. script is going to be released as a book. But Seth MacFarlane actually novelized it. And not every showrunner or writer on a show could do that. So I'm really curious about it. It takes place between the eighth and ninth episodes of the Orville New Horizons. Cool. And it's only around 120 pages. You can pre-order it now. That Seth MacFarlane, that industrious, busy bee. And yes. that's our show. Uh, thanks, Julie, yeah, for the B plus in terms of um, the I agree, and I'll take a B plus. Thank you, student. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah, I like it that. Feels like a B plus day, and we'll aim for a minus, a or even S class um, on the next episode of Take the Black Live, which will be up next Wednesday because we stream these yes. live every Wednesday on the Winner Is Coming Facebook page or the Winner Is Coming YouTube page. We're also available. Thank you, That's Matt nice. Smith. Thank you, Matt Smith. Pass our um, greetings on to Olivia Cook. I'll stop this bit next time, Matt Smith. Just um, it, it's 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 just funny. Uh, we're also available <laughs> on podcast form wherever you download your podcast: Apple Play, Google uh, Google Play, iTunes, wherever. And before we sign off, I will leave you uh, with a bit of wisdom: A dragon is a flying lizard with four legs. A wyvern is a flying lizard with two legs. And a hopeless nerd is someone who knows the difference. Goodbye, everybody, and see you next week. Take care, y'all.
This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.